0: Hello, I'm Stephen Allen, and welcome to Stephen Allen Almost Daily. Welcome back to another podcast of things we did on the radio that then we turned into the news or something. I don't know what we the strap line is. Also, it includes an awful lot of me going on about my own situation. Went to St. Albans today. Okay, I mean, normally there are better stories than that, but, uh, and I'm recovering from the major surgery. Well, minor surgery. Well, I had a lump removed from my wrist, but it wasn't a general anesthetic. See previous uh, episodes for the full details about that. And, um, it's, oh, it's a bit, oh, it's tender. Tender is what it is. Oh, and it feels quite lumpy, which is ironic, because the whole purpose of having the operation was to remove a lump. But I, let's presume at some stage everything will all even out. Um, if you have joined this podcast because of the social media thing about the Oompa Lumpers, it's the last episode you want, if you want to hear the naked Oompa Lumper thing. If you've only just joined now and have no idea what I'm talking about, you're intrigued, aren't you? Go and look at the last episode, or at least listen to it, because it's audio. Meanwhile, we did a radio show today, and it came out like this. I don't know if you've done like I have, and glanced at a, a calendar, because I know I'm going on about me loads, but had the operation on my wrist, I've got to get the stitches taken out in two weeks, and I looked at a calendar to see when two weeks was. It's Christmas! So, actually, I can't get it taken out for, like, three and a half weeks because of Christmas, but don't get me started on that. But, so we're getting fairly close to Christmas. I think that's the main alert that I'm doing. That's my public service broadcasting done. Plus, also, we'll be talking about uh, aliens. W.H. Smiths is in the show. Po Pui gets a mention. Christmas work dues are in there as well. I reckon somehow we'll turn this into some sort of a broadcast, won't we? One of the things that I wanted to talk about, this is... The most obvious news story I've spotted in ages: a ban on mobile phones at school has cut cyberbullying. Yeah, no, I mean no one should be surprised by that, should they? Head teacher Daniel Owen introduced this strict new rule about a year ago, and now they've seen there's this is in Wales there's been less cyberbullying. Yeah, because it's harder to get online. That's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure bullies still want to bully, but they're not going to bother to go down to a cyber cafe and log in and then the victims wouldn't of course if you get kids off phones there'll be less phone based bullying it's a lot harder when you have to make a cruel meme in the art class then get it printed off then whip yourself down to uh Ryman's get some photocopies and you've got to buy some stamps then you've got to work out the address of the person you're trying to pick on send it around there and then the odds of it arriving with our postal service so i think in many ways they've solved a problem by really relying on all of the other problems we have There's an interesting story in one of the newspapers about Potpourri. It's apparently back. Is it, though? It's making a comeback. This is apparently because of eco-conscious youngsters. Why is that good? The 80s mix of dried flowers and and spice in a bowl was uh, normally swapped out for air fresheners and whatever, but apparently Gen Z think that it's cheaper and more sustainable. But it also does nothing. It... What... uh it's just, the only thing I ever think that potpourri does is confuse me because it looks like vegetable crisps. And then I always think, oh, I could do with some vegetable crisps. And you can't eat potpourri in its place because they taste terrible. So, apparently, it's now, I mean, what next? Having like a avocado-coloured bathroom and other things from like the 70s and 80s. Having those weird ferns out the front of your house, which apparently means you're into, you know, other stuff. Um... Catherine Ram, who runs Dorset Dried Flowers, said, It's a lovely thing to have been lost for a while, but it's gaining momentum now. It also looks like it's so easy to knock over. It's like a bowl of stuff waited to be knocked over and cause a mess. I'm not a potpourri fan, but apparently it's on the way back. Your thoughts welcome. You can tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. Quick news story about aliens. Aliens. Aliens apparently, according to a tabloid, landed on Earth and they were the ones who cleaned up the mess at Chernobyl. This is according to a Netflix series. Fans of UFOs believe the creatures from outer space came to Earth to help humans during our tragedies. The documentary called Encounters probes the sighting of a spaceship at Chernobyl. I mean, that's terrifying, isn't it? Imagine if you're an alien, you turn up and be like, look at the mess that they've left here. Then you'd leave. But you know me, I'm less worried. About aliens getting all radioactive. I'm more worried about what happens if they try and receive our electromagnetic radiation. Rather than the neutron radiation, the alpha and beta radiation from explosions. EM radiation is what we broadcast this on. Be alright for you, but if they reply on the same frequency, I'll be sat here talking to myself. And the next, static. Erathlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcast to learn about your species. It seems that so many former prime ministers keep losing their messages. They should be called Wherezaps. Come back to me, but until it does come back to me, you'd miss what I was saying. So I'm not in favour of it. Let's hope it doesn't happen. As we were talking about potpourri making a comeback, which. Don't see the point of it really. It's just even with like I know it says it's got spices in there, but even with sugar on top, I find it barely edible. Um, but if you push through, you can do it. I got a message from John who's uh, sent me a voice note on social media. John says, Hello, Steve. If popery, what's it called? Popery, if that popery is popular again, <laughs> that's a tongue twister. There's hope for you yet, mate. Yes, the possibility of Potpourri's popularity increasing. If that happens, it's easy for me to say. Um, All right, cheers for your messages. I mentioned Christmas, and it's worth bringing this one in, actually. Apparently, according to a survey, the Christmas work do is the peak time for cringe moments. It gives millions of people sleepless nights. One in four lie awake worrying about what they did or fear about what they're about to do. That's the the scary one, isn't it? At least if you've got a sense you did something bad at a works do, let it play on your conscience. But when you know what kind of a person you are, you're already worried about what you'll do? Um, Apparently, experts are saying the work-from-home thing, phenomena, means that the work do's are getting worse. I was so surprised. I thought working together would build up all of that, you know, sexual tension. Not around here. but um, And then you'd have a works do, and then... Whereas working from home, I thought that wouldn't be a problem. These are effectively strangers for you. But no, we managed to turn working from home into a reason to have an even more embarrassing party at the end of the year. We humans are great, aren't we? This is interesting, that apparently frisky Brits are getting steamy as a way to avoid putting on the heating. Six in ten have joined a dating app to find a snuggle buddy for the colder months instead of putting the radiators on. (laughs) I love that idea. That... That must just, look, don't want to be harsh, but that must just be the women. There is no way, as a bloke, dating a woman is cheaper than putting the heating on. I know the electricity prices have gone up. All right, well, maybe we'll just leave that one there. I'm so grateful that I don't have to do any dating these days, but I tell you what, this story makes me laugh. Confidence in dating is at its all-time low for one in four people. Folk mainly blame social media for them not wanting to date. This, is according to a survey, more than three quarters of Brits say their lack of confidence in finding another half causes them to delete dating apps. Good, yeah, because it's pointless. But but the idea that if it's one of those things where if you don't believe in your ability to date, then you never will. What you need is the confidence of a man who's had a few pints. I remember back in the day, I would, you know, I was I was dating and and drinking. I'd go out, I'd have a few pints, and you'd just see someone you think, oh, they're gorgeous. And I'd go over and have a little chat and then ask them out. And I would have totally forgotten that I shouldn't approach gorgeous people. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like walking in a poor showroom. I'm not going to walk out with that car, so why waste my own time? So that's the. Le- if you could split the difference between the confidence that people have and the confidence that I had, then you'd almost be back in reality. You'd still be on the upside of things, I suppose, but there you go. There's two news stories that fit together nicely. I love it when when I spot these. So there was this story I was reading about the new Chicken Run film. You know, do you remember the original? It was great, wasn't it? Well, they've made another one. A new Chicken Run film is apparently tipped to spark the biggest ever wave of veganism. Because it's so emotional and people will be like, oh, no, you can't. It's out in cinemas on Friday. It's called Dawn of the Nugget and tells the tale of a shady poultry farm where birds are brainwashed into being happy with being (laughs) lobotomized. Um, and it tells you it stars so the the thing is you watch this animation film and experts have predicted that will mean loads of people want to be vegans meanwhile same newspaper a couple of pages later plant-based food are actually much more appealing when they're not labeled as vegan they've done a survey and if you have like vegetables love it vegan stuff so i think even though that film might be harrowing There is an inherent bias where people would love eating vegetables. Oh, I love vegetables. I'll eat vegetables all day. What's that? Vegan food. No, thanks. Isn't that interesting? Uh, So I think it just goes to say it's the same kind of thing with um, electric cars. If no one thought they were eco, if they just thought they were like, oh, it's the future. The Jetsons had electric cars. Yeah. As soon as you say this is something that just oil would like, people are like, oh, I'm not touching any of that dirty muck. The most shocking news story, and I read through all the papers to find the pointless stories and bring them to you. This one, for some reason still, surprises me in many ways. W. H. Smith's chief executive saw a pay surge of 78% over the last uh, year. Carl Cowling, isn't his name, been the boss, the boss since 2019. And apparently he's made loads of money. Um, quick question. Because... WH Smith tends to sell stuff that famously aren't doing well. The magazine industry absolutely on its bottom. They sell loads of magazines. Newspapers, don't get me wrong. I love a newspaper, but their circulation's never been lower. Um the other thing that they sell would be like sweets and confectioneries and stuff. Cost of living crisis makes that some of the most expensive stuff. I can't work out why anyone goes in there anymore. We've talked about this before. The only place where surely WH Smith is making money is on when you've gone through security in an airport because you weren't allowed to take a drink in and you think might need a drink on that flight so you could and buy some water. Now, it should be a quid's worth of water and it costs you four, so maybe they're making a profit there, but how on earth are they running a business and the person in charge is getting paid loads? Because I'm failing in my career. Where's my huge bonus? If anything, I'm doing it better than he is. So if he'd like to send some money, We'll take a quick hit at this story. I've got no idea what to do with this story, though, if I'm brutally honest. It says, uh, scientists say that Doctor Who was right. Time is a bit timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. Because in one David Tennant original, when he was, you know, the 10th Doctor, not the 14th, he said, it's a bit timey-wimey, whatever. And apparently experts are now saying, yeah, none of that makes any sense, does it? Professor Jonathan Oppenheim, good name, now believes that he could be spot on by saying that time may be wobbly. The physicist of University College London says the rate at which time flows is changing randomly and fluctuating. Picture it in your head. It's quite difficult. Well, that's why I won't try it. I don't need a nosebleed from reading a tabloid. What's? But here's the thing. This is like all of these things in science. Even if time is wibbly wobbly, doesn't seem to help me because it never wobbles in the right direction when I'm running late. Do you know what I mean? Time zooms by when i got a bit of spare time to play a computer game. Next thing you know, I've got to do something work-related and it drags. Could, could Einstein have a look at that and swap those around? And that'll be a podcast done. I'm absolutely exhausted. Um, we're actually, speaking of which, I'm going to be looking into good drinks to kind of uh, get me refocused. More on that still to come. So get subscribed into the podcast. We'll have information like that i've probably still got the anesthetic wearing off um and what else actually yeah give me some extra points these radio shows for the last two days have been done one-handedly and uh insert rude joke there which i'm sure you could all imagine what that would be get yourself subscribed to wherever you found this podcast tweet me at mr stephen allen and until next time thank you for listening to stephen allen (coughs) almost (coughs) daily